All right, guys. L- look, that that's uh, my half-ass attempt of an intro. Me and Brian still haven't recorded a new intro, which is cool. It is. It's one of them things. It's tough with what's been going on and whatnot. But uh, real quick, we want to we want to give a shout out to a couple couple companies and individuals that have been supporting the podcast along the way. So first first and foremost, Victory Archery, uh, the Carbonell experts, bro. I'll tell you what. If you ain't shooting VAPS, you last flat out. There ain't no there ain't no denying that. Uh, Archery Geek Custom Strings, promo code RIDGE2RIDGE, so R2R, to get 15% off your order on your next set of uh, custom strings. Any color you want, reach out to Evan. He'll hook you up. X99. Yeah, yep. Got a new set on my Got a new set on my bow. I'm, I'm pumped for this season. Uh, reach out to Drew down at Tricer USA, the fastest, lightest, and most simple bipod, tripod glassing system on the market. You guys can also use promo code R2R for your discount at checkout. He'll hook you up. Uh, it's a great new innovative uh, product. It'll it, it's for the backpack hunter. It's not for the guy that hunts out of a uh, a truck or road hunts or doesn't get very far off. It's super light. It's minimalistic. Give it a shot. Go check his site out. It's tricerusa.com. Uh, the dude will support it. He's a local company. He's building this product in America. He's you, you know you're not getting anything from overseas. Support local business. Give him a big shout out. All right. And then uh, last but not least, hold on. I need, Take a deep breath and run out of wind. Oh man, it's tough, man. Podcasting's Damn. hard. Yeah, man. Podcasting ain't easy. All right, guys, go check out Josh Kettle at Fly Down Custom Calls for your next custom box or slate call. Get into the woods with one of them things, man. I tell you what, Josh, he he handcrafts everything. They're custom, made by hand. He has a shop at his house. Super cool guy, down to earth. Also a local business, local fireman. Give him a shout out. Uh, go support his business and do your thing. All right, check He's- him out on Instagram too. He has proof of. Those calls working. Yeah, check them out. Uh, definitely look them up. And if you guys are in the uh, the market for a new custom call, give it a shot, right? Fly down custom calls. All right, so that just covered no intro, all right? So we got kind of a list of things to go over real quick. It's not going to be the, the stereotypic podcast with us cracking beers and joking and telling stories and whatnot, but we just kind of want to go over a few things. First thing is September 23rd, all right? Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. The forest is closed. The national forest is closed, and it sucks. Yep. And it and it's affecting a lot of people that are out archery hunting because you can't. If you don't have private property and you're not hunting BLM, and I know people probably get upset that I say that, but if you're hunting national forest, if your spot's on national forest, which the majority of people's are, you're screwed right now. Straight screwed. Yeah, there's no way around in BLM. But every, every single person's hunting BLM right now. I know. Every trailhead's five, six trucks. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's a, bad. It's a nightmare right now. Yeah. In areas that wouldn't typically have individuals in them, they have people in them now. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of internet scouting going on right now. Oh, yeah. They're all looking for it. But, hey, it is, it's public land. It is what it is. And good Get luck to all of it. you guys. A lot of people don't have a lot of time. You're in that situation. Um, you don't have a lot of time. I think this might be my last weekend until yeah. the baby's born. Yeah. You know, we don't have private property. So, guess where you're going to be hunting? <sighs> you know, it is what it is. With but ten other people. Yeah, it, it, it's part of the deal. It, it sucks. You know, it sucks that National Force is closed. We, we've been hearing rumors as of today, the 23rd of September. We've been hearing rumors that the force is going to be closed till mid-October. So, that being said, you want me to read that off or you want to read that off? Um, the only thing I can find online, I know you have that. that tweet. Yeah, so I got a tweet from the National Force that I'll read after this. Brian found some stuff on the website. So, what I'm looking at, guys, is... The temporary closures of Three Sisters and Cedar Creek Waterfall area. That's because a lot of people go there hike yeah, and everything like yeah. that. But just to show you that it's 
close until October 31st, and uh, they're going to be giving daily updates depending on weather and what's going on. Right. So th- that's what he found on the site, and I actually pulled this off of just a Google search, and it pulled up National Forest or Cleveland National Forest Twitter. It says, um, and this is from two days ago. So the 21st, it says the Cleveland National Forest will remain temporarily closed to the public. The emergency forest closure has been extended. For more information, please visit, um, you know, the National Forest website. It's fs.usda.gov slash rf slash dot com. Um, This decision will continue to be reviewed daily with evolving fire and weather conditions. So I would expect... Not next week at all because we're supposed to get another heat wave. Uh, it's supposed to be into the hundreds and inland, and I'd imagine that uh, the forest is still going to stay closed for that. It's a bummer, guys, and I understand. I, I'm bummed too. I typically am out quite a bit right now. Um, 99% of my spots that I have, which aren't very many, they're all on public national forest right i don't have any private land i can hunt i do have an area that i like to poke around every once in a while that's blm so we'll see what's up but other than that i'm screwed right and if they continue to hold this thing they continue to hold the forest closed until mid-october or even end of october it could technically push into the beginning of rifle season yeah which would really suck for a lot of guys falling right into november and hopefully they stop it there yeah it would be tough. So anyone that's drawn a tag, you know, that's Northern California or in any of those general seasons that are opening up and, you know, you've burned a bunch of points on, man, I feel for you. But I'm not sure. I haven't looked into what, you know, California is doing for individuals like that if they're even doing anything at this point. Um, I would hope that you at least get your points back if you can get anything back. I mean, if you're a resident, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. But if you've been waiting six, seven years, I hope you get your points back. <laughs> You yeah, know, that'd be horrible. Man. That would suck, that'd, dude. That'd be horrible. They have to do something. They have to reimburse the money and possibly give you a point. I would. I, I would that's what I'd think. Well, yeah, because I was. If they shut the forest down, right, and you've put and you've been putting in and putting in and you burned all your points, and you can't hunt, I would assume that they would let you turn the tag in. You'd probably get your money back. But the kicker is, you should get a point too. You should. You so should you, get you that get, point because you, you didn't get, get a hunt. Yeah. Like, yeah, you drew it, but you didn't get a hunt. So, I don't know. Who who knows? It, it's uh, it's one of those things where we're, we're just got to kind of roll with the punches and, and see how it all unfolds. But I'll tell you what, this fire season is bad, and, and, and it sucks. Um, I was actually just in Michigan last weekend, or this past weekend for my cousin's wedding, and uh, my uncles were asking me, like, oh, what's going on with those fires and, and – you know, we live with fires, so fires don't stress me out. I've been working fires for a long time. I have buddies that are firemen. You know, I I just been living around fires my whole life. So they're looking at it like, man, we're getting smoke way out here, and we're getting crazy sunsets from all the smoke. But I don't know. I don't, I don't really stress on the fires, and I don't really pay too much attention to them. All I know is I just got to go, you know, I go to work, and yeah, I do what I got to do, but it is what it is. Yeah, but. You know, it's it's real difficult, dude. It's like if it's not right by you, it's not uh you know, really affecting you. You know, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are getting affected and stuff, but you know, all you can do is uh pray yeah. nothing happens and uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, that Bill, Bill's out. Bill's family's out there fighting those fires. Yeah. Well, the th- yeah, well, Bill Simmons, uh, legendary Bill Simmons. I saw his dad on SD Muley's on the Instagram. He's oh, out he there posted fighting it. Fighting fires. Posted it. Yeah. I think Bill was with him. I I don't remember, but now, I'm about to look it up right now. That's funny. Yeah, I I mean we d- we live with it and we deal with it and and it sucks. It's devastating to a lot of people and families. You know, people lose homes, they lose lives. You know, like actual, you know, physical lives die. And and the life you've built for your family and and you know the memories and everything you have on property that you've ground your pick your entire life to own goes up in flames. It sucks. It's bad. It it, yeah. it really does suck. Um, I don't. I, I couldn't imagine. But like I said, I've been I've been getting evacuated from my home, living down in San Diego. I can remember a handful of times where it was like, hey, we gotta go. Oh, you, you were know? up in Escondido, right? Yeah, Escondido and down out of, like, south side of Escondido. So when I don't, I don't even remember what that fire was called, but it came up through San Pasquale Valley. Like, you know, it's just different. Yeah. It, I remember schools getting shut down because yeah. the Old Time Mountain fire back when I was in middle school. Yeah. That I was going to Castle Park Middle School, and all the ash was making all the way damn near to the coast. Yeah. It's bad. It's crazy. I mean, it, it, we've been living with it, though. Yeah. So when my uncle's back east, they're like, oh, you know, my family back east. Oh, man, what's going on? How bad are those fires? And it's like. They're bad, but it happens yeah. every year. It's just natural to us. Yeah. I mean, it's good for the environment and the habitat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know? I've seen pictures up at the, uh, what's that fire that was up here by San Bernardino? Oh, yeah, up here. It was off the 10. i already seen pictures of deer cruising through all the. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, dude. On, uh, I think it was California's Bowhunter Nation on Facebook. Oh, really? And they were yeah. glassing deer taking pictures? Yeah, they, a bunch of does. Or, I think the picture was just a bunch of does strolling through the, all the burnt trees yeah. and everything. I mean, they're going to come back. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. All they do is live. So yeah. they got to get away from fire, and then they come back in when it's gone. Yeah. You know? Eat all that new growth. Yeah. How, um, talking about all that fire, doom and gloom and whatnot, but how's hunting been going for you, man? Oh, man, it's been tough. It has, huh? It's been tough. Yeah. Uh, I got a stock two weekends ago. I think it was my, I took last weekend off. I hung out with the family and everything. Right. But the I think it was, yeah, I believe it was two weekends ago. We got, me and Justin got on a, a nice little forky and uh, glassed him up. He was probably about 250 yards when we found I actually saw him with my naked eye. Oh, you did? Yeah, we were sitting there cooking up one of those peak refuels. Dude, the peaks are the best. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden I seen this buck coming out of nowhere. But I went down after him. I tried to, he, it's kind of hard to stalk a deer when they're feeding because they don't stop moving. Right. Unless they're like, you know, gorging on one bush, but right. You know, at San Diego they're picking on little twigs and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't catch up to him, but he was just moving. Yeah. And we started off the morning in a death hike. Brand new spot we'd never been to and we just said, you know, let's just try it. Ended up glassing window, but it was just steep as hell. It would would have been horrible. Right. Bow hunting. With your time frame though, I'm sure you were half tempted to go in after. Oh dude, I wanted to, man, but it's like, damn. This mountain was so steep, dude. It I think by, I think by, it was only like a mile from the road too, dude, but it was like straight up, straight yeah. up, and then we're glassing into this valley, but man, dude, it was the most brutal, shortest hike I've ever done in my life. Yeah. San, that, San dude, Diego. San, pff, story of our lives, bro. When you hunt local, anyone listening, man, that's all it is, you know, for and the we're beating guys. brush, and I'll tell you what, Google Maps is deceiving, or what is it, Google Earth? Google is Earth. It's deceiving, because it looks so open and clear. Oh, yeah. Nothing but chaparral. Yeah. It looked like open country. No. It, looked, it looked perfect. Yep. Not a, and then the chaparral's 12 foot tall. Dude, we were 
Justin tore up his new Kuyu. He got all tore up. Oh, man. really? Yeah, he has to send it back. Thank God they got that uh, lifetime warranty. Oh, do they? Yeah. I was going to say that. good warranties. I was going to tell him that should be a lesson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Kuyu makes good stuff, dude. It's just expensive. Yeah, super expensive, man. I can't afford that stuff. I need, I mean, I wish I could. I buy Justin's all, all his used gear anyways. Well, I'll tell him to keep buying it, bro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? Thank you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Thank you. Yeah, for me, man, locally, it's it's been a struggle. Uh, it was super hot on the opener. I mean, I mean, I got out of the stand at 930, and uh, it was like 106. It, it was that weekend that was up here, it was like 116. It was just stupid hot. It was miserable. You guys were out on the mountain behind oh, me. It was just ridiculously hot, and you were like, I'm going to hunt the afternoon, and, I, you know, I had every intention to – persuade you to go and hunt the afternoon because it's over that spring but man i tell you what it was just way too hot and you're like yeah dude by like 9 30 we hiked out of there and we're just like dude we're going home yeah you're just exhausted it's like if you don't make a, a money shot and the deer goes down right away and you have to track that thing and you oh know, dude could you imagine that heat that, hot? That, that meat is going to spoil really fast. So fast it'd be a it would be a tough cookie to swallow man it, it, it would it'd be bad it'd be so, pushing it that that's basically man we got that stand and, and i've hit it a couple times and and that's it really it, you know i've said it since day one of us you know we were down there at travis's shoot down there at what was it the lemon grove gun club or yeah at uh an alpine an alpine it's like the lemon grove archery range, rod and gun club yeah like rod and gun club yeah. so we ran into bruce and bruce from bow and arrow shop and his group and we were showing him trail cam pictures and he's like oh man you know super pumped on these bucks we're showing and i remember telling him like Dude, if I get an opportunity at any one of these deer, they're going down. But then I also told them, dude, as soon as they shed their velvet, they're gone. Dude. Like, I've been saying it, you know? like Breaks my heart. It does, because what did I not tell you, man? You told Boom, me. Johnny Hunts told me. Yeah. A bunch of people told me. They're gone. So the second I get out of the stand, I pull the cards, and I check them, and there ain't been nothing in there for, like, nine days. Dude. Big old Tom. Oh, yeah, that, he was there the night before. Yeah, big old cat. Yeah. And, uh... Other than that, I think we got a doe or something in there, but the deer that were hitting it regularly coming in on a two, string. Two o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Dude, it, it was. Now. Yeah. Now it's not, but dude, we were that three them. was so nice, man. I just, he was good. Man. And the cool thing is coming Party's in up. at like 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, dude. And that, that big fork was there every, like around four o'clock. Yeah. And it, either way, it was just once they shed their velvet, they were gone. And, and then after that, hunting it a couple times, um, you know, these fires kicked off and, and then it got super busy for me at work and yeah. just living life and dealing with it and having a trip to Michigan for my cousin's wedding. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, I could have hunted a few more towns, but I decided to put in some overtime. I you know I got to make money. Yeah. Early season is always tough, dude. It's rough. It's dude. just super tough. It's hot. It's you're miserable. It's a mental game at that point. And, it's just part of it. Tell you what, if I see a doe this weekend, I don't care how far she is. I'm going after her. Oh, you have to, man. It's going to be your last gig, man. Full charge. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, it was early doe season in Michigan uh, for my cousin's wedding this past weekend, but there just wasn't any time. And in between um, all the drinking and family time, you know, being hung over, there was really no time to get out and do any deer hunting. Nothing wrong with family time. Yeah, no, it was great, man. I, I, I love going out there. It's an awesome time. My uncles are a, a riot, man. They they crack me up every time I turn around, dude. But my one uncle set up one of these uh, pheasant club hunts, and uh, we went out on – I flew in Thursday night? Yeah, I flew in Thursday – I think we got there like Thursday afternoon – and then, so Friday morning, we ended up going to this pheasant club, 
And uh, that was a kick in the pants. That's an experience I've never done. I'll tell you what, though, dude. Um, it was. What was the weather like? Oh, dude, it was nice, man. It was, it was, it was cool in the mornings, like fifties, and then it heat up, sixty five. So, what, what's the time difference from there? Three hours. Three hours. Yeah, three hours. I thought it'd be it was. More. It was a good time, dude. That the pheasant, the pheasant hunting in that club was 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 tough. It, it was, was like yeah, because it was like higher than your knees um, cover, and then my uncle. going on there <laughs> dude that's my phone ringing oh old travis called me because we called him earlier. okay um my uncle his <laughs> his dog dude <laughs> so i was gonna ask you guys running dogs yeah we yeah we ran dogs we yeah. ran three a total of three dogs and one is borderline I don't even know if you consider it a dog. It's <laughs> couch potato. You know what I mean? It's just like, but it's my uncle's lab, dude. And he did good for about three fucking seconds. Damn. <laughs> you know I mean? Damn. He was cool, man. But, dude, it's just too tough for a, a, a lab to run in that stuff, man. It, it just, like, he was good. And then, because he was cutting his own trails, and he was just bulldozing through them. What right? Were those, what were those other two dogs? Uh, they were GSPs, man. Okay. Yeah, and those they, are... Dude, and they those are, yeah, on. and they're trial dogs. The guy that ran them, he's like a trial guy. And, yeah. and I, I told my family out there, like, I've hunted over a lot of dogs. Like, it's no joke, like, or it's no secret. I cut my teeth on bird hunting out here. Like, I'm a way better bird hunter and duck hunter, whatever you want to call it, than a big game hunter for sure. That is that is fact, and I would go down on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I will attest to every single time. I've hunted over a lot of dogs, okay. I've never, not one time, hunted over dogs like that. Dude, these dogs were unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I've never hunted over dogs like, like that. Like the real deal. Yeah, this guy showed up. I wish I knew his name. I'd throw a big shout-out to him. But he had two GSPs, and and one was a three-year-old female, and one was a two-year-old male. And these dogs were about as good as they get, I would assume. They yeah. they They – dude they like crisscrossed each other and they would circle back and they crept that was just how they hunted the guy yeah. the handler just knew how to handle his dogs he trained them I, I don't know man i can't explain it outside of the fact that every time we bumped a bird it amazed me how it happened like these little these little gsps little rat tails dude they're like four inches long right yeah yeah. I'm and they're it. like wiggling and then it goes straight and the handles it got a bird you know we're on a bird yeah, yeah. and it was like obviously i picked those cues up but just he would be 20 yards out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The dog was, whoa. Yeah. It, w it was just, it was crazy. And then the, these birds were holding so tight. It was crazy that these birds would sit there and we would get up on them and start kicking brush. And the dog would like make subtle movements. And all of a sudden the bird would jump out of nowhere. Like, it yeah. was, I've never pheasant hunted like that before. I've never pheasant I mean, I've walked ditches and stuff, you know, but. You know, I've sent my dog down into the goalies yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And but it, like, would you think she would have hung with those GSPs? No, no, no way hell out. no, dude. No? no way. My like, she's posted up right now. Like she's fixing a hunt. Yeah, she's looking at stuff out there. <laughs> but like, my dad had asked me that when we had gotten back. He's like, well, you know, because we're poking fun of Uncle Tommy's yeah. dog. You know, Bill Fat thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cool dog, man. But he's just not a pheasant hunter. You know, I'm sure he yeah. would. I'm sure he'd pick a duck up or whatever. You dump it in front of him. But dude, he, he <laughs> it, there's just it, I don't know. It's just 
he's not a versatile dog. Just put it yeah, that way, you know. Get but old. My old man had asked me like, "Oh, how would your dog do out there?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, dude, it, no comparison. Like, yeah. there's, there's, like, she's super high strung and she got energy for days, but there's no way that the way that these GSPs moved through this cover." And the, the, their mouths are wide open. They're bunny hopping, literally bunny hopping through this cover, right? And their mouths are wide open. And it's almost like they're breathing out of their mouths and smelling in their nose at the same time. Yeah. Because then they'd catch scent. They'd go into the cover. Their nose would be to the ground. They're just moving. Just, just so working, you guys were, working. You guys were hunting fields. Yeah, big fields. Of? Big, just na- whatever brush they had. I don't even know what uh, they call it, dude. It wasn't like alfalfa. It was just wide open fields that had been tilled and just let the natural grow. Yeah, because right? I, I was hunting doves in... Imperial Valley, and there was this field that like it was like knee high grass. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but there were the rooster jumped out of there, man. It freaked me out. I've never seen a pheasant. Dude, in my they life. come out fast. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah, and they're loud, and it was, you know, I think maybe there was some like maybe some wheat or something in there yeah. somewhere. But either way, the way that these dogs had worked, and and it was funny. One would be on a bird locked up, and the other one would come down wind and lock up, and then they'd be right behind. It it was the coolest thing to ever see. Yeah. Right. And and to see two dogs work like that, I, it was an experience. I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it outside of a pheasant ranch. You know. I, I, however, I want to do it again. You know. Maybe I'll go back east again and do it with my my uncles, my uncle Tommy and uncle Chad. Man, they, we had a right. It was a good time out there. You know. Talking crap the whole time and uh, just had had a great time out there. But, yeah. man, and it was the first time, dude, that I had actually eaten it. How'd it taste? Dude, I thought, like, it's not chicken for sure. Yeah. It's not chicken. But it's, it's like a white meat, right? No, it's a white, white meat. And it was so good, dude. Wow. Like, so good. It, it was good. I, it was great. Great experience. Never done it before, but I'd love to do it again. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely run the valley. Um, I've only seen it, like, once, and it was it was crazy, dude. It was cool. Yeah, it, it, dude, it was it was a good time, man. I didn't even know what it was at first. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, it was, I'll tell you what, it was a good time, man. Look, yeah. Seeing those dogs work was amazing. But uh, look, dude, we actually got, um, we got a buddy that's coming on to the podcast here in the next couple of weeks, uh, Spencer Lily White. He actually got back from his elk hunt in Idaho, correct? Yeah. Up, yeah, up there in Idaho. So he's gonna come on. We gotta we gotta link up with him. I think we might try to record that next week with him. Talking about Tuesday. Correct, correct yeah. on Tuesday. Can't and wait then, to hear uh, that story. Yeah, man. You're sending I, pictures and yeah, I've seen some of the bulls. pictures you've sent me and yeah. it's it's cool stuff. So can't wait to hear that and and get that out there for you guys to listen up. But uh, real real quick uh, before we end this out, um, well, I gotta unpair that. You like to unpair, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, real quick before we end this out, dude, me and Brian, we are to the point, I'll be honest with you guys, we're to the point of spending money to produce podcast. Uh, that being said, we started to sell shirts and we're going to start producing hats. So if you guys want to support the podcast or the, the podcast and, and, uh, help us out a little bit, if you guys are happy with the content and want to continue to hear this, reach out to Brian on Ridge Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Uh, Instagram, we're able to size you up and we'll get shirts sent out to you. Without a doubt, I think you've been posting. Yeah, I've been posting. The, we just uh, posted the green. It was a military green shirt. We ran out of the black, the, the original ones yeah. we had made in the past. Correct. And uh, as of right now, we still have XLs and double Xs. We sold out a large and medium. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're gonna get uh, we'll get another batch ordered up here pretty quick. They're going off the shelves pretty quick, man. People are hitting us up left and right just off the Instagram. So if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, go ahead and, and follow us on Instagram. Was that the right tag name on that? Yeah. So it's Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. Yeah. So the number two guys. Yeah. So Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. Go ahead and follow us and uh, check out what we got coming out. It's super cool. We got some sick hats coming. I know Brian had posted something on which hats people are most liking. Uh, it seems to be the all camo, and and they're they're pretty dope. Yeah, the snapback. Um, so we got total of three, like he said, and we got you know different places where the logo's at. Just just uh, testing the water, see if you guys are interested in hats yeah, or not. We can get see. those out pretty quick. As soon as we get those made up, obviously we'll be. We'll ship them to you if you're out of town or for lo- if you're local. We'll deliver them up. Yeah, we'll deliver them up. And uh, yeah, it, well, we're we're making stickers as well. Yeah, we got the stickers coming in. Yeah, those stickers should be in too. But yeah, yeah if, if you guys want to help us produce a uh, podcast, man, go ahead. Uh, all the proceeds are going back into the podcast for us to to develop content and. Uh, do what we got to do. It's something we like to do, but like I said, I've been doing it for a while now, and, and it, it actually costs me money to produce these things. So, uh, not looking for handouts. Just if yeah. you guys want to support the podcast, man. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, dude. So I want to give a shout out to the first couple people that bought shirts, and that uh, I got a list right here: Ryan Towie, Ryan underscore twenty five, Johnny Casares. Thank you and congratulations on shooting that bear. Yeah. Uh, Bill Simmons, as always. Uh, Shane Fox, Gnarly Nick Outdoors. Follow that guy on Instagram. His page is hilarious. <laughs> uh, my boy Izzy bought two shirts. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And Justin, too. And uh, you had some other people, right? On- yeah, we had some local guys off of SCH. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for uh, for purchasing shirts, man. We we really do appreciate it, and uh, thanks for the support. Right on, guys. So if you guys are interested in hats, hit us up, and we'll uh, Definitely. get them out to you as soon as possible. Definitely hit us up, guys. We'll make sure that we get them out to you. It's a couple of days shipping, but it, uh, we'll get them out there as soon as it as soon as they come in. You guys place orders, all right? Have a good one. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks.